Hello and welcome to our Friends the Anthology episode 3. Wow. This week we're going to be talking about Amazing Stories, season 1, episode 3, Alamo Job. And uh, I will say beforehand that if you want to check out this episode of Amazing Stories, you can do so on NBC.com. And if you want to skip it, that makes sense too. <laughs> And uh, we'll be doing one more episode of Amazing Stories next week. And then after that, who knows? We'll, we'll talk about it next week. We'll announce it next week. So, so oh, let's go, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for this week. <laughs> so Alamo Job. First of all, this is my favorite Job. <laughs> the Alamo variety. Yeah. Let's just summarize it real quick. So... Basically, this teenage boy is fighting in the Battle of the Alamo and is given a message to deliver. And he, he sort of sees these like apparitions from the future, from our time, or more technically, like during the battle. Yeah. Of like tourists touring the Alamo and being like, and over here is where Davy Crockett died. And meanwhile, Alamo, Job, but, Job. But- yeah, but nobody else around him can see them, right. and and they can't see him, the tourists. Right. Yeah, he ends up just going through a door and crossing over. He has this message delivered to the general, and uh, he crosses into the future 100%. And so yeah. there he is. What What is it, 100 years later? Yeah, something like that. I'm good at history. <laughs> And uh, and then it's horrifying because you know how they say like remember the Alamo yeah maybe like hey remember the Alamo he's like trying to tell them I'm from the Alamo remember the Alamo and they're like he coined the phrase it was originally remember the Alamo Job and then the last part just got forgotten over time (laughs) (laughs) oh boy and that's the last never going home (laughs) honestly that premise sounds kind of cool. First of all, we all know, it's been well established in our main podcast, our friends said they listen, that I'm a sucker for any and all time travel stories. Not so much and this And extra one. points if there are fetuses involved. Right. Here's the thing about this episode. So what? So he gets into the future, and he's running around, and he's trying to deliver this message, and it's hard because future stuff. Like right. Like cars, and he doesn't get it. Yeah, also hard because he's an idiot. Exactly. Yeah, that's So that's my big problem. Yeah. This guy's fucking slow. <laughs> yeah. He is not bright at all. And he has a dumb look on his face, too, the, yeah. the whole story. Because I he's get about it. As, he's dumber than the kid he meets outside with the ice cream or whatever. Yeah. I get it. The future is weird. Maybe scary. He's never seen a car before. He's not daunted by any of that, though. That's true. He's like just, he's just walking around and he's like, where's the general? Yeah. Like the general that existed, uh, you know, however many years ago. Like the fact, the fact that he understands, he understands on some level that he is no longer in the time period of the Alamo because obviously, how could he have been? And yet, but, but it really doesn't seem like he does. It seems more like he thinks he's in another country. Maybe. That's the thing. That's what's so disconcerting. That's what bothers me so much about this episode. Because he comes out and he like he gets on that horse and he rides around and then he's like, "Come on, we've all got to go and like go into battle. We have to defend the Alamo." And meanwhile, like everybody's in like Lacoste sweaters. Yeah, and he is not picking up on that at all. So here's the thing: I'm usually in the camp that's against. If, if you can overlook logic 
in the service of a good and interesting story, I'm usually okay with that. But this this is a whole other level where just none of the character's actions are believable. Nothing he does is A, believable, or B, interesting. Because there's so many different and angles. And it's frustrating. Yeah. There's so many different angles that this episode could have taken. If his goal was him trying to get back to the Alamo, to his time, and sort of trying to figure out how this time travel business works. Like, that's one angle. Or he realized he was in the future and was trying to understand what had happened in the past. That's another angle. But his, his only goal seems to be to deliver this letter that he knows is long overdue in, in, in a way that just isn't, it doesn't ring true. Yeah. I just, that guy drove me crazy. <laughs> he just did not understand that he was in the future. I also, I understand like this thing where you kind of, your head is just racing. I don't know if this is what they meant where like, cause he's in battle. So he's like just one track mind, but where he's like shell shocked, but yeah, but things slow way down for him. Like he stands outside, he talks to a kid, he gets change for a phone. And that's like another thing. Like he likes just like, let me try using this pay phone that I don't know what it is. And so like, it's not that those are the points where he's using a pay phone and he's not like what is this? Or I've never seen this before. He's more like, maybe this will help me get my well, there's general. A, there's a bit of it where he like, he picks it up and he like yells at it with it like held up. You know, it's obviously he doesn't know how to use it, but right. it's just, again, it's not, it's He's just not, not bewildered by anything. It's just not, well, I don't, I don't believe that that's how someone who is from the past would have interacted with a right. phone. Right. Right. That's the problem. But he's not, but he's not bewildered. He's not like surprised. He's just, confused yeah he's not surprised by anything no and the confusion doesn't lead to anything interesting or concrete it's right just like general bewilderment yeah. yeah he's just really annoying yeah uh and then he delivers the message and then he goes he delivers back the to message the, to a descendant of the general who right he, he happened to sort of stumble upon which ends up meaning nothing to no. anybody except he has a new artifact to sell so his business will do well. And then uh, and then the kid just like rides back home. He rides back to the Alamo, like the monument now. And he opens the door and he goes back. And it's just one shot, right? It's just a wide shot yeah. of him just opening the door, walking in. We hear some sound effects of the battle. Right. And then cut to credits. Yeah. And it's, it's so one the, of the most abrupt endings I've ever seen in It my could life. almost be cool, but just absolutely nothing happened over the course of that episode. Nothing changed from beginning to end. No. He didn't change, and history obviously didn't change, and there was no cool... You didn't learn anything new. No. And that ending... There was nothing said in that ending. Right. There, there was, like, no statement. It didn't, it didn't feel like any kind of punctuation. Right. Even, even something as simple as just, like, the right music sting and, like, a pullout on the Alamo would have added something but there was there was just it just ended in fact on when i was watching on the nbc website i thought that maybe they'd act they had stuck the commercial break in at the wrong point and that there was going to be more just like you know 15 seconds after that nothing no credits white text on black just to tell a story where it's about how he's has to go fight in a losing battle yeah i mean that would have been interesting they like flirted with because when he's in the antique shop with the descendant and he delivers a letter, he finds 
a belt buckle identical to the one that he's wearing. And I like obviously I think what they were going for was him realizing his own mortality that he like perishes in that battle, which he had fucking realized before because they said that everyone died. I mean, I guess he I guess he realized that maybe at some point he thought like, oh, this letter is my escape. And then like him finding the belt buckle was him realizing like, no, I need to go back. I need to die at the Alamo. That's how this plays out. But I don't know whether I think part of it's that the script is bad, but also that that kid just had no emotion. Like there was just nothing on his face that showed that he was registering any of that or that this was a difficult decision for him to make to go back and to die. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. That kid just had no, he was devoid of it. Honestly, it just looked like there was not, you know, it's like Buster Keaton, how he was stone face. Like it just looked like there was not a thought in his head, but you could project anything onto that face. Do you know what I mean? Like that was the beauty of it. But in this case, you could project nothing onto that face. This was just the most thoughtless face. It's just, yeah. And I know it sounds like I'm being pretty negative about this because I am, because the episode sucked. (laughs) But here's the thing. I know I said some critical things about the episode before this too, and even about Ghost Train. But the fact is that I still really, I look forward to each new episode of Amazing Stories because it has so much potential. Because each episode is a blank slate. It's a chance to try out a new premise. And again, when you, if you pitch this idea and you're just like, there's a kid in the Alamo. He sees apparitions from the future. He travels to the future. That's cool. There's so much you can do with that. It just, it goes none of those places. Yeah. And I mean, the opening of the episode is technically impressive. It, se- it seems expensive. Right. Like lots of extra, lots of like cool battle scenes for right. network television. And the imagery of like tourists walking around in the midst of a war. Yeah. And it's or pretty, battle, it's, yeah. it's even well, it's even well executed. Yeah. That, that part of it. Yeah. But man, it's dumbfounding how poor the rest of the episode was. Yeah. But it has a lot to do with that kid, too. I would have liked it better if they had swapped, if the, the like seven-year-old kid that he met on the street that was just like obnoxious and annoying. Yeah. If it had been him, at least there would have been something going on. All right. Well, I have nothing more to say. Yeah. Except, I, did I mention how much I don't like the actor? No, please tell me more. Uh, we are going to continue with amazing stories. I think we have a good episode to look forward to next week, from what I can tell. Season one, episode four, Mummy Daddy. Yeah. So tune in next week. Uh, I'm guessing we won't be as negative. <laughs> and if you have any uh, questions or comments, please, you can email us at questions at ourfriendssaid.com. Follow us on Twitter at movie underscore pod. Check us out on Facebook. Our friends said they'd listen. All right. Good night, uh, everybody. What's my sign off? So long and have an amazing week. Is that it? You got to remember your own sign off, dude. Oh, David, always being such a dude, bro. Yeah, I'm a dude, bro. See you next time and have an amazing week.